Tiffany did an NFT, didn't they? They probably did one of the best. A lot of NFT traders like will enable rugs. Those contracts were hot commodity back in the bull run. I've seen some yeah. horrible stories. It's yeah. that. Yeah. One guy with Aku Dreams get like all the money stuck. <laughs> yeah. In the like market. I've never seen that one before. Fifty yeah. million dollars just locked in the contract 15. forever. Fifty five zero five zero. Yeah. Five zero five zero. Still locked? Yes. <laughs> Welcome to the Digital Social Hour. I'm your host, Sean Kelly, along with my co-host, Ari Gold. What's going on, everybody? And our guest today, Brett Melanowski. What's going on, guys? Chilling, man. How we doing? I'm pretty good. How are you enjoying Vegas so far? I just got here. Four-hour okay. drive from Scottsdale. Oh, I'm okay. Enjoy it this weekend. I'll play Where are you staying this weekend? Resort World. Ooh, Ooh that's your spot. I, I, I love Resorts World, I'm man. I'm not the carver. Yeah, honestly, anything you need at Resorts World, they have a phenomenal staff. I think their culinary selection is uh, is prime, I think. Their tables are very clean. I enjoy the, dude, I, I just like being inside a resorts world because when you go up to the room and you walk in, it's like, ah, new carpet. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's just very inviting and clean. I, I love yeah. that. I mean, Alinium's gonna be on me tonight, so I'm pretty excited for okay. that. Okay, so you're an EDM guy, huh? I mean, not really, Alinium, just the best type ever to do it. He's like I the Mozart know. of our generation, bro. Okay, Omnia, okay. It's like the perfect venue. Omni is, Omni is a vibe too, man. They've got a they've got a sick uh, visual display in there. Well, tell us what you do, man. Give us a background on yourself and and let our viewers know what, yeah. what you got going so, on. So I guess I I'm just really passionate about digital ownership. You know, super sexy stuff. So you're a Web three pioneer. Huh? <laughs> yeah, I guess that's the best word. So that's all good. I have a pretty big YouTube channel covering okay. that. It's kind of more like future technology. So I talk a lot about AI now, but. Is it more educational or more navigational? Yeah, probably the most educational on like Web3. Okay. More so like Web3 and how it's going to integrate into like businesses. Beautiful. So I, my dad's an entrepreneur. I've been an entrepreneur my whole life, always like hustling just naturally. Sure. And so like I just have like this intuitive understanding of business just from mm -hmm. being around it my whole life. And then also I've been in crypto since 2014, like the, the Call of Duty trick shotting age. We were in Skype channels. Right. That's how we were transacting with each other as like kids in high school. Right. And so this technology is like, intuitive for us as well and so it's of kind of like that right age group with the right background coming together where i really just understand how it can be integrated like everywhere in life now what are you most excited for when it comes to web3 integrations in business well like so going back to like that gaming that i had as a childhood like i understood how valuable or how much i valued it like getting a cool skin in call of duty like sure. i would grind for like six hours stay up till 2 a.m. just to get like fall camo right. and then flex on my friends in high school or like even mm -hmm. RuneScape in elementary school. Oh, RuneScape. I would, bro, I would stay, Golden I would just, age. I was horribly inefficient. I didn't just mine all how day. to research, but yeah, just mine all day. And then just to flex on my friends, I got like a Rune like skim today or something. Yeah. And that was like a big deal for me within my like social circle. I think, I, I think I'm most excited to see like big companies like Epic come into the space um, and, and really create some sort of digital ownership to their skins and, and exactly. I, think, I think that that sort of integration is is what because again it, it's really more about the ease of integration and mm -hmm. the simplicity of things mm -hmm. nobody wants to go on download a metamask wallet learn their keys exactly. do this it's tedious and it's monotonous and yeah. for the average user they're just not going to do it or they're just not going to do their due diligence however you sign on to your playstation platform or let's take playstation out of it you sign <laughs> on to your secure secure platform right mm -hmm. you use your user tag or your ens mm -hmm. and now all of the things that you've spent your real world money on 
comes with digital ownership or an NFT to back it. And now, since they're not being produced anymore, they're already on chain. Each one that's digitized is now numbered. And now you create one, a race to digitizing because mm -hmm. you're the first to register, you're number one. Mm -hmm. And two, if you do it in a, in a way where the ease is just press X to convert it, think about how many people would just go on, do that, and then from there would want the would have the curiosity to go in and dive in deeper and be like, okay, what is this? You know. So I'm like a big believer that people aren't ever going to know they're buying NFTs. Mm. Like the, the the top layer, the UX, the UI has to get so seamless that you just can use your credit card, use an email Apple password Pay. account, whatever it is, and you just buy this thing, and now you know you own it. Okay. So you can sell it online. And so, but as, so like that's the goal when it comes yeah. to the not RFID chips. Uh, what's the NFC? So when it comes to the NFC chips, this is something that I'm I'm personally consulting on for a couple of companies, and I I think that 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 is where that seamlessness Huge. will come in. I think when you look at a tag or you you know you pull down something in a shoe or mm -hmm. in in your pants, and you have that kind of tech where you can scan it, mm -hmm. see where it came from, see how many are made, um, and and then obviously be able to create a digitized version where it's like, all right, you own those pants in the real it's world. Like now the, you get it. It's like the, the Rolex meta. like verification. Card, sure. But uh, now digital and you can't, I mean, it's kind of easy to fake paper if you're really trying. You can't fake blockchain. You can't fake the block. You know, that's the best part. And so that's the coolest thing about this tech is that it's not reinventing anything. It's just sure. a better way to do it. It's not sexy, but most people in the real world that see NFTs just think it's like a financial asset, yeah. but the most powerful use cases are where it's just like a verification of authenticity of sure. a transaction. And so yeah. that's going to be used in every aspect of our world. In my I opinion. love that. I see you're huge into AI. What, uh, <laughs> yeah. That's an understatement. What AI tools are you using now and where do you see the future of AI? Yeah, so I just use this tool called Ingest AI. And what I could do with it is upload all the transcriptions of my YouTube videos, every AMA I've ever done, every Twitter post Put I've it in ever all done. The languages. And it's an automatic Discord bot. And so mm. it's called at Ask Brett. And you can ask it anything and it only answers in the way I've answered those questions before. Whoa. And it's like freaky accurate. That's pretty cool. There's some like still like some hallucinations, as right. they say, but for the most part. Because you asked the same questions like 80% of the time. Oh my God. And my educational platform right. yeah oh my god same like marketing how do you market an nft all right so after this i'm <laughs> so definitely tired. i'm definitely going to take a list i'm definitely taking a list from him of all the the, the ai uh programs you've been using yeah, yeah so i like i'm not like the deepest in ai i just understand how like you can use it again in right. businesses because chat gpt and open ai like they literally made the product for you and just yeah. released it to anybody with an api which is crazy like yeah. We don't, no one's going to make your own AI model. You just can use theirs in the unique way that fits your business. Right. And so as far as tools, I mean, like Notion AI, these subtle little enhancements of convenience are really helpful. So like in our business, we use Notion as our CRM, as our organization, whatever it may be. And so just having that right there super quick. And just AI editing tools like Runway to like take out the background for like thumbnails. Midjourney, like my friends do YouTube automation mm -hmm. and they do like one does like history. And so there's like no photos in history. Now he can use Midjourney to make up like any scene he wants for like a good thumbnail wow. or just like literally so many different ways to s slightly become more like efficient in life. It's new era. Yeah. Like that's kind of what my channel has gone to. Like few businesses of new the era. future. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Do you see AI taking away a lot of jobs? It just changes the skill set. Like, like Google, like SEO agencies. We have a lot of friends that make millions of dollars off SEO agencies. That was not a thing. 15, 20 years ago before Google exists. Right, right. And so prompt engineering is like the new SEO in that sense. And so it's like, that's a new skill you can learn. You also have to look at what it took away from, you know, there's less advertising being done via television or less being done in 
newspapers or whatever that that rhythm of uh, motion was before the internet came in. Um, and again, I, I, I agree with what you're saying. The adaptation has to evolve and there's ha there has to be people that can change their skill set and be able to, you know, blend in with the times. There will be people that will be left in the dust. Yeah. There, 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 there always are. And that just comes with, you know, new times, new ages, new technology. Some people are lazy. Some people, you know, can't adapt. And, and, and again, it just leaves more room for these newer generations to kind of catch on. Changing and just, of the guard. That's it. Facts. And it's a huge opportunity. If you understand it at a fundamental level, you sure. have like a big opportunity to go straight to the top. Mm -hmm. It's really cool. And I think with AI, it's ultimately just coming down to who is going to learn these skills the fastest and who can be the first one to market. And then once you understand like the different ways to like, if you give ChatGPT an identity, tell them to talk to you a certain way. If you can prompt engineer, like you still need to know the psychology of copywriting. It's mm -hmm. not going to replace copywriters. Mm -hmm. What is the context? What is your target demographic? What do they respond to? How do you communicate to ChatGPT to output what you need efficiently? Right. What made you go all in on content? I literally watched you grow your YouTube from like 5,000 to mm -hmm. all the way up to 300,000. Some of your videos get millions of views. What made you get into the content space so heavily? So I have a background in marketing. I tried the whole SMMA, like make money online niche when that was a thing in 2018 and learned a lot. But at the end of the day, there's nothing more powerful than a personal brand and having like organic traffic. And so again, I'm very entrepreneurial minded. Mm -hmm. And so I had the idea, I just had the concept that if you provide value to people for free up front, you help them with something, they're going to support you right back and no mm -hmm. matter what you're doing. And so since I'm an entrepreneur, you see the effect that Elon Musk has with his personal brand and his businesses. If you can get like give people value, get a good reputation, people will support you in whatever you're doing. And that's right. just a superpower. And did building that brand help you make millions in the NFT space? <laughs> I don't like to say that I made millions in the <laughs> NFT space because like it's not necessarily your money. Like right. your, people are putting this into you to fulfill your roadmap to make a project. So right. the company um, made that it. side. Exactly. So on that side, like, yes, we did very well. And then where we made our money was we actually like, it was very hard to figure out how to make a smart contract when we got in because right. there was no education out there. And so once we figured out how I just helped all of my friends or all of my YouTube friends or anybody that needed help with development, that's mm -hmm. where we made a lot of our money just being like a mm -hmm. web three development agency. Right. And now that's transitioned into helping the biggest brands in the world. Those contracts were hot commodity back in that bowl on that. Of course, there was 25K. zero resources. Like right. I could not find one single YouTube video. I couldn't even, like you don't even know the questions to ask back then. Right. So of course, once you're pioneering that, something that's exactly. never been done before. And so a once faulty you contract out, messes up your whole project. Everything. Oh, you yeah, lose yeah, all your the reputation money. is gone. Yeah, I've seen some yeah. horrible stories. It's yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, reputation, that? money, everything's gone. Didn't that one guy with Aku Dreams get like all the money stuck? <laughs> yeah. Like I've never seen that one before. $50 million just locked in the contract forever. 50, 50, five, 50, zero, five, 50. zero. Yeah. Five, yeah. zero, five, zero. Still locked? Yes. Still. Like it's like, it was like a permanent function. So yeah. you lost $50 million. Yes. yes. But even how much has evolved in one year? Like now there's like upgradable contracts. Right. Yeah. Dynamic contracts. So, so much has evolved. It's crazy. It's really exciting. But man, that's insane. Do you see NFTs ever recovering? I think what we saw the whole PFP phase was absolutely like lunacy. Like yeah. that will never happen again. Never, yeah. never. That was like, Think about, we just saw iterations. And so if you were there from the beginning, you just saw like the very first NFT tied to art. And then the very first NFT used to token gate a community on Discord, which is like BAYC. Right, right. And then people started adding, okay, token plus community plus DAO, mm -hmm. okay, plus 
staking with a utility token and we saw all these like continuations of like one-upping each other to the point now it's like all right it's maxed out this is not a just nfts are not a product themselves they're not financial instruments this is a truly agnostic technology Mm -hmm. that is just bettering digital or enabling digital ownership in real life and so now it's like tie these two existing products and services and just use them as the vehicle to deliver that i feel that yeah i see that i see you're huge into watches as well Mm -hmm. what's your uh what's your favorite watch right now that i own or just in general both i have an ap it's a Leo Royal Oak 2014 Ooh. 1 in 500 Leo Messi. Whoa. So I was really cheering for him in the World Cup. So nice. I think that'll appreciate pretty well, even in this market. Wow. Definitely bought at the top. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think we all did. Yeah, <laughs> pretty sure we all did, buddy. It's all good. Yeah. It happened. But it's actually held up really well okay. compared to the rest of the watch market. Um, as far as like favorite watch, I mean, what's your dream watch? My dream watch is the uh, Nautilus Tiffany. Oh yeah, it's like three million dollars though. So yeah, there's only like I, I no, I actually yeah. saw one on sale for two point five in New York. Oh, it's a steal! Like, yeah, I got a plug if you need it. Yeah. <laughs> I got a, I got a great yeah. connect. You know, you want to leverage out a house or something? Huh? Yeah, no, no big deal. Tiffany did an NFT, didn't they? They probably did one of the best. Which yeah. I'm really glad you brought that up because this is one aspect. Do you of think NFTs. they did it the best? I'm curious to see yes, why. Because they first off. Okay, so I'll, let me explain the strategy real quick. Mm-hmm. It's called a decentralized permissionless brand collaboration. And this is the single-handed most valuable aspect of NFTs. If anyone asks you why should it be an NFT, it's because of what they did. So basically, they are, Tiffany is a luxury jewelry company. And what they did is they made an unofficial partnership with CryptoPunks. Right. And they said they're gonna sell 250 NFTs for 30 Ethereum each, like 50 grand, mm-hmm. and saying, if you own a CryptoPunk, you can validate you, you it, can connect and, to our website, right. and you can buy our NFT. Right. So they didn't have an official partnership with Yuga no. or anybody. They just 100%. said they just made a token gated website. If you have this CryptoPunk, that gave you, you get the right Correct. to buy. Wow. You get the you get permission to spend fifty grand on our jewelry. And then if they did, they purchase the NFT. They could submit their CryptoPunk, and they and get it a, would custom, come in in a, a custom piece of jewelry mm-hmm. for them. And why this is so genius by them is that they're a high end jewelry company. CryptoPunks, the floor is like one hundred fifty grand. So by default, if you own a CryptoPunk. You, you already are willing it. to spend 150 grand on a JPEG. So right. you have dis- dispense, what's the term? Uh, you have money disposable to spend, income. disposable <laughs> income. And so those people already care about status because they're using this as a profile picture. Right. Jewelry is status. And on top of that, now they can flex within their community. So when you go to the, one of these community events, like the Board Ape Yacht Club, Ape Fest, they can actually rock their Tiffany mm. CryptoPunk P- or actual necklace. So. Wow. It's just a flex of the highest degree in your community of nerds. So interesting. I think that's genius, and that just makes they sense. They sold out, so I mean, they did something yeah. right. What is it? Fifty grand times two fifty. Yeah. Yeah, that's like what twenty mil. That's second mil. Ten mil. Zero marketing. They made a bag. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't zero marketing. I mean, honestly, because I'm I'm in the the punk community, um, and the second that the news broke, I I, I just remember the Telegram going absolutely bananas, they and it was, uh, yeah. With the crypto punks have a telegram uh board ape yacht club the high high guys have, i didn't know that a, there's a couple groups that I've, I've been fortunate enough to be added in and, and over time just appreciate the value because there are um it's it's very like it's very there's there's definitely gatekeepers yeah. and and in these communities because again nobody wants to allow access to somebody to multi billions or millions or whatever it is and you know they come in and promote a scam now the finger gets pointed to who brought them in and how that mm-hmm. happened and you know certain things like that the interesting sorry to cut you no, off, no, but you're the fine. interesting thing is that like they just made a token gated website and said if you have a punk you get in so it's like not like an official endorsement by the crypto punks whatsoever so obviously there needs to be like awareness within the community that this exists but think about what that implies like for 
regular businesses. Like if Netflix, even if it's just a subscription NFT where you pay your subscription, the NFT stays in your wallet and then you just use that to connect your wallet to get access to Netflix. As long as you keep paying, the NFT stays in your wallet. Then a popcorn company could just be like, hey, new video series is dropping. Anybody that has a Netflix NFT gets 20% off our popcorn right. tonight. These are just marketing tactics that we see in the regular world. Right. And a, like a similar example is like American Express, like points or benefits. You can get like 10% off Starbucks once a month if mm -hmm. you choose that perk. That's the same thing, but now it's interoperable, mm -hmm. decentralized for any medium, small size company. Any NFT holder can get discounts and promotions at any store. It's utilization tactics, basically. I mean, you go in and you understand that one company has more relevancy or more popularity than another, and you go in and exploit it, essentially. It's like complementary products can sure. now collab. So right. typically, like, say, let's say the Chicago Bears and a other, like, merch company wanted to collab or mm -hmm. do some sort of, like, discount code. What would happen is two teams need to come up with an idea. They need to communicate settle on the plans, legal needs to get involved, they need to have contracts, then the development team has to actually make that feature in the app to give this merch in the Chicago Bears app. That's like six months worth of work, where now all one team has to do is come up with the idea, make a token gate a website, and then just put it on their website. There's that. no like more like, it eliminates like four or five steps, it's mm, crazy. Yeah. Do you see crypto making a comeback? So this is the thing, I actually don't believe in crypto like as, I think there's, I don't like that they're coupled. Like why is digital ownership and overthrowing government backed currencies, <laughs> why are they dependent on each other? <laughs> and so like that kind of bothers me. And so like when we work with our clients, like I'm really big on like allowing NFTs to be paid with credit card right. and then making sure people can just sign up with an email and password because right. most people are gonna hear about a product online and they're just gonna wanna go buy that product and then mm -hmm. get access to it. Mm -hmm. They don't need to know it's an NFT. If they own it, that's a huge plus for them and they'll spend way more on it. Whereas crypto is super painful. That's what people associate with scams. I guess NFTs have a bad reputation too. But ultimately, those are like two completely different problems that we need to be solved. Right. I don't think they should be related mm. necessarily. And so, yes, crypto, I believe in because you need Ether tokens to transact Ethereum blockchain NFTs. Yeah. But the consumer doesn't ever have to know if they just pay in credit card, you do that crypto transaction in the background and then the NFT is on chain but it's just displayed to them as like a digital asset. You know what I'm saying? I feel that. So it's like disguise all of it, just give them the benefits of ownership. Mm. What are some controversial takes you got? That's probably the most controversial. Okay. I don't really like believe in crypto too much. Um, I just know that Web2 people, these big brands will never respect Web3 culture or values. Mm. Like I used to be the biggest Web3 maxi, like following the Satoshi block or Bitcoin white paper mm -hmm. and like saying like digital, being anonymous is so important. I just know that the world's not going to accept that. And this is like a neutral technology that anybody can use. Mm -hmm. And so as maxi as I used to be, as much as I believe in it and think that's important, let's be realistic. It's not going <laughs> to happen in our real world. Yeah. And so people need to get past that because people are like really gatekeeping Web3 communities because of like this whole cultural thing. Mm. And they all criticize how big brands enter or use the technology or say they're extracting value. Yeah. Oh, another one is I think a lot of NFT traders like, will enable rugs mm. like you could like a lot of traders will know with almost eight like 99% certainty this project is a complete rug but since there's a lot of hype and they think they can make money off of it they'll mint it and then go on twitter and completely complain about the project being a scam because mm. they lost money but if they make money they don't say a thing about right. it and so the speculators are the ones that are enabling these bad actors and then they're the same ones complaining about the bad actors right. like i agree with that no one would have bought a pixelmon for three ETH a pop, that's like 10 grand at the time if they didn't think they'd make money. I'm feeling personally attacked. Yeah, so it's like- Remember that kid that bought it? Uh, how many? 
Oh gosh. And it's all because we think we're going to make money. And so same thing. I don't want to get really controversial, but with any NFT project, you see a lot of these people that buy in acting like victims when in reality, they're only buying, like you could say what the roadmap is, execute on the roadmap perfectly. Say you're going to provide this service, this product and whatever community mm -hmm. do all of that. If the market narrative doesn't like it and the floor doesn't go up, everyone's going to call it a rug, even mm. if you nail all of those. Right. So this expectation, these are financial instruments that have to appreciate in value or it's a scam is horrible for the industry. Agreed. Sure. Twitter seems pretty toxic with that. Especially Web3 yeah. culture, or like people in crypto Twitter. Yeah, yeah, it's the worst. And everyone's just calling each other out. And yeah. so kind of, I kind of try to separate myself, stay out of the drama. It's and definitely toxic. Help the big companies implement it the right way where it's not all about the money. Right. Like I think every single big brand should have a free NFT unlimited supply just so their customers have wallets and they have those NFTs for those decentralized brand permissionless mm. collaborations for that purpose alone. Which big brands other than Tiffany you think have executed well? Nike set a really good standard, but they also just nailed timing and then just partnered with the right artist mm. um, to get like that halo effect. They moved quick and that was, and so that they was played, why they, they, and they played the meta. So like right. they crushed it, but their forward mission, so many people are like, don't know what to do. Right. I think Gary V Loki killed it. I think a lot of people don't understand that these PFP projects are just IP brands. And right. the only way to grow IP brands is to grow brand awareness, right. yeah. like make different types of media, TV shows, kids, toys, books, crayons, Uno decks, like he's doing, yeah. he's actually making toys. And so he has like a good head on his shoulders. He understands that he's building an IP brand and the NFTs are just like a new medium, like a mm -hmm. new form of media to grow that brand. But again, NFTs are not equity or ownership in the brand. It's just you supporting the brand and you own this thing online. Agreed. Like, I tweeted this yesterday. If you, if you buy a shirt like Nelk Boys, like I have one of their shirts from their very first uh, merch drop. Right. And if I sell that, I paid like a hundred bucks for it. I could probably sell it for like three, four hundred on eBay mm -hmm. right now. But I didn't buy that shirt necessarily expecting a return on that, or like it was some asset. Yeah. You bought it, it as a shirt to support my favorite creators, right. and then it just happened to appreciate because it was a limited supply. Right. Same thing with NFTs. You're just buying this PFP. That's a product. Use it as your online identity on Twitter. Mm -hmm. And if the brand grows, great. But not a single NFT project has done anything to warrant anything over like a $10,000 floor. <laughs> like what tangible value does any NFT project do? The only thing only thing you get from a BAYC or a punk is it look, it's like the digital version of a Lamborghini. Mm. Like if I have a Lamborghini and I drive it around, anyone who sees me, they know I'm rich. I'm just signaling. Right. I'm like the same with watches. I'm just signaling to the right. world. But this person is someone you should listen to. Now that I don't. BAYC PFP that I don't you have $150,000 to spend on a PFP people are going to listen to you on Twitter how else would you status signal your status I, listen I, I again I, I agree with some of what you say not everything because again <laughs> at you. the end of the day no well, well, here I'll explain why if I buy a board ape that now allows me access into the board ape yacht club community and with that so if I'm growing a project or I'm looking for connections or I'm looking just for people that are relatively smarter than me or have more information mm -hmm. or more knowledge that's a perfect place to be because surrounded by because community. You are making that judgment based on that everyone is in here can afford a hundred thousand dollar PFP. Not just that, quality. but at the same time that each person that either if they paid the exuberant amount or they got in early and saw the vision and yeah. they invested, each person that I've met through the Board Ape Yacht Club community or whatever NFT project that I've been in that has relative value shares very similar commonalities, and they all are that each person has a very different story of why and how 100%. they got in and each person that you interact with you can definitely learn something new because you'll never know the guy that's sitting next to you that's 45 
runs like an oil and gas company and right. he just bought one because his son said it looked cool and he was like all right okay. cool Very and true. then the guy yeah. sitting across from him he runs seo for a google and you're like oh shit. he bought one because everybody in his engineering department said yo we need to buy these things so you know and there's different it's not necessarily why you buy but it is a good signal that if someone owns one they are of they are of quality. Not all of them, though. Of course. Not all of but them. I'm making a generalization. I, okay, but again, and I and I feel like the stigmas that are attached to most of them are unwarranted in a sense that, like, it is maybe an ego thing at some mm -hmm. point. But there, there's – at the end of the day, I'd like to believe, all right? So that's my, my opinion. I'd like to believe <laughs> that within these groups, there is some – level of information and knowledge that can be ascertained mm -hmm. and utilized for the same value of what you're spending. Mm -hmm. And maybe it might not come in the sense of business or it might not come in the sense of information, or maybe it might just come in the sense of creating a valuable bond or relationship. 100%. And whatever it may be, each person has their reasoning. So I, I don't want to completely put it into one pot and say, for sure, you know, it's all, you know, dick swinging contest. Only context I would add is that BAYC didn't start as like a niche interest. No. Where if it's a community around a specific industry or specific niche group of people, like ours is, my first project was mushrooms. So it's a group of people that are interested in mushrooms. Sure. It's like, that's the common interest in this NFT is just access. And if you use it as a PFP, you signal that interest to the world. Okay. And so that's my only gripe with BAYC is that it's kind of just like, it was like NFT. Nobody gives a f about monkeys. It was, but it was like an <laughs> NFT community, people that are into NFTs. It didn't start as sense. one, but it's definitely created its own internal family. Yeah. I'd say that. I, I definitely, I definitely have friends that like, I, I'm going to LA Sunday because there's a, a we do a board ape yacht, like an actual that's yacht. Awesome. We do a board ape yacht club, that's but awesome. all the, it's uh, the Southern California board ape community. And so we we have like a whole everybody That's in so LA. Badass. We go. We and the guy all, from Medcom is there. Like they're they're excited. And we're all Web three blockchain nerds. And I do want to say and everybody likes to go. Nerd that out. is a valuable utility. So that that's what I'm believing signal. in. Like a Lamborghini is a valuable. Well, ass the Lamborghini. I can't learn anything from a Lamborghini. I have a Lamborghini. You have a Lamborghini. All I know is that I mean, there's Lamborghini. All, there's groups where you have to have a Lamborghini to get. No, but Facebook all group. I know like, that's a thing. When I see you. All I know is that one of three things: either you had enough money to buy that Lamborghini. Someone, your mom or dad or someone in your family gave you the Lamborghini, or you're renting or leasing it. That's going to be massive, by the way. But again, you can't rent or lease an NFT. Yeah. Oh my god. You, you actually let that's me. Going I, to that's going. That's a lie. Can massive. you actually? You actually can rent and you can lease. There, there is a very cool leverage app. I don't know the name of it, but you can actually leverage your NFT. You know who Fubar is? Yeah. Uh, yeah. He has a platform that allows something similar to this. He. It's a weird word. I think it's called. I want to say delegate, but. That's coming a thing. And mm -hmm. NFT renting will be massive. I, I think that's going to be a whole new status symbol, like you said. 100%. It is It is a flex. And at the end of the day, once people start, you know, wearing them on like Apple Watches or, you know, we saw that one where it's an Apple Watch on a chain, you know, put on. Mm -hmm. an, yeah, that's what I, I, I think that's I think that's also going to create new, you know, new steps and new changes within jewelry and fashion that will have. hundred percent. Like, yeah. like we were just talking about those those chips. When you scan someone's T-shirt now, an, you know an active AI or V or sorry, UI pops out at mm -hmm. you and you're like, Holy shit, you can interact with it. You can hold it. You can. Yep. And it, it's kind of helps that problem with like fake gurus. Like sure. people like show a big house or a Lamborghini behind them saying I'm successful by my car or by my course, but you don't know if the car is rented or the house is rented. <laughs> if we have NFC chips and watches in cars, you can you see can, where the ownership you can now came put in, the title how, in right. your wallet. And that can be like an Instagram feature where you can actually, all right, is that guy's Lamborghini he has in his profile 
his or not and then you can just literally check his that'll wallet. be that'll be or next level your whole watch collection shoes yeah. everything and millions of people will see it instead of just the 20 people on the street i feel that i see you go on these technology breaks where you don't use any technology mm -hmm. for what was it a week two weeks probably two weeks. smart how did you pull that off because i feel like i'd go crazy it's just like as an entrepreneur like you have like so many people working for you it's like your obligation to make sure you're at your best and mm -hmm. objectively like phones and technology are made to addict you mm -hmm. and so you need to be like at all times making decisions to optimize your mental performance and if there's times where you feel like you're too distracted you're these things are made to addict you so mm -hmm. objectively everyone's going to get addicted to them or my screen time's going up i'm like okay self-aware i need to cut these out and just focus on learning mm. in the regular world focus on getting my mental health better so i can like be positive project positive energy to my team so what were you doing during those two weeks you were just it's just like reading or reading. going up to sedona arizona and just okay. enjoying a spiritual spir trip. yeah we'll say that maybe some yeah. mushrooms of course yeah. <laughs> just realign with my business partner or something we'll do like isolation trips okay uh any closing comments or where people can find you no i mean i think that a lot of people <laughs> don't find me don't look for me i don't want to see any of you find me but just brett malinowski <laughs> is my name at the brett way is my handle but i would just say that like a lot of people have this dichotomy or this like uh they don't want to like switch from web3 to ai or something but they need to just be aware that ai is going to be in every aspect of the world and it's here and it can help everybody and so don't like separate the two like ai is going to be in every business and in every industry every day of your life digital ownership is going to be every business every day of your life mm. embrace both of them facts that was a great closing comment i know i'm ari gold sean tell me where to find you sean mike kelly digital social hour thanks for tuning in guys